do this. I'm about to walk down the aisle right now. I'm, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm kind of shitting myself at the same time. God, I think I can see her. Here she comes, Cameron. <laughs> oh my God, I'm about to marry this I hope I see someone. There's an instant chemistry there between us, and we both go, yes. Did you know how big this show was going to be when you were inside the show? No, not at all. That I didn't think past my wedding day. I didn't think about anything else that could come with it other than what I wanted and what I could offer someone else. My wedding got leaked when I was on honeymoon because there was paparazzi hiding in the bushes and, and that leaked onto Daily Mail and I was on honeymoon and one of my girlfriends sent it to me. So rookie mistake, we went straight to the comments and read the comments and to be judged so much by my physical appearance when I hadn't even had a chance to show who I was. Like I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. And I knew it would happen, but it was very confronting to see such horrible, like hundreds of comments. Welcome to the Eventful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Dodge, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Bournemouth Sevens Festival and the revolutionary Event Crowd, our new online events course. On this podcast, I speak to fascinating people who have all lived eventful lives. So if you want to hear more like this, make sure you subscribe, leave us a glowing review, and you can follow me on Instagram at Dodge Woodall. I reply to every single message. A few years ago, an old friend of mine, Jules Robinson, decided to marry a complete stranger on Australian TV. She had no idea that Married at First Sight would become an international hit, and that she and her husband Cameron would be the couple that all future contestants saw as proof that the experiment can actually work. They have since married in the real world and even had the first ever Married at First Sight baby. Jules has been driven and successful entrepreneur for a very long time and she has recently launched her very own clothing line. This is the eventful life of Jules Robinson. Jules, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We are finally here. Finally here, <laughs> finally all the way here. from Australia. Especially just for this. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Jules, let's roll all the way back. Where did you grow up and how did you get into Married at First Sight? So I grew up in Australia, uh, but then I left when I was 21 and I came to the UK. So I've spent 14 years living in England and then I went back to Australia when I was 35. And did about a year, and then I applied for maths. So that's how it all happened. Wow! And what was your what was your world in Australia before you come to the UK? So I left school when I was like my purpose of was always to make people feel fabulous. So I left school when I was fifteen. I mean, I've got photos of me painting my mum's face, doing her hair. Like I loved hair and makeup, like it was in my blood, and yeah. it still is. So when I was fifteen, I, you know, big bright lights, went to the city two hours every morning, two hours every night, but I loved it. And what, then I did. What city is that? In, in Sydney. Sydney, in the city. Lovely, So yeah. I lived on the beaches where Home and Away is filmed, yeah, everyone, so yeah. you can visualize. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after my apprenticeship, I then did a makeup academy um, apprenticeship, and then I finished that. And then my 21st party was my farewell. So I'd never even traveled abroad. Like I was like, really? my mum was originally from London, so I had a right to abode. I can stay as long as I wanted. But like many young Australians, you take the leap of faith and you yeah. always go to London. And it was only meant to be seven months that I was meant to be here. And like my resume was in a manila folder, like a plastic yeah. sleeve as it was. <laughs> and I ended up seven years turned to 14 years. Um, sorry, seven months under 14 years. And I loved it. Like I loved living in London. What was it for you about London again? I know your mum's from uh, originally from around there. What was it for you wanting for you to get into London? Was it the bright lights? Yes. And I feel like city of opportunity, yeah. you know, and I feel like uh, so many people do come here and you... I don't know, it's not like you become someone else, but you can be anything you want to be. Yeah. Like if, compared to Australia back then, of course, there's loads of opportunity there, but it was a little bit behind. I mean, I'm going back 2002, mm. you know, a long time mm. ago. Mm. So that was for me what drew me here. Um, and I had an amazing career. I worked um, in Harrods. I was head of bridal doing hair and makeup. And then the barbering scene became, you know, really huge. And I realized that men tipped me more than women. So I went into the bar because like London's tough. We need money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really mastered myself in the barbering world. And then I ended up working for the Royal Warrant Establishment True Fit and Hill, which is the oldest and the most prestigious in the world. So, and that was amazing. I took the art of shaving to India where I taught young girls how to shave. And I loved working there. Oh, I wow. met all walks of life, yeah. lords, sirs, royalty. And I 
feel like that part of my life really crystallized my ability to adapt to loads of different people, no matter where you're from. Mm. So, and, you know, obviously working with that kind of caliber, but in that time, I always still did the homeless, like Christmas, did their hair, you know? So I really, and those kind of attributes of community and connecting, I I put all that into my businesses now, like Mm. those still fundamental things Mm. that I I learned to that part of my Mm. life. And so you were doing that for 14 years. Because yeah. we met, I can't remember when we first met and became friends. I don't can't remember the year. Uh, was it twenty fifteen or sixteen or 14? no? God it, no, no. Before that, way before was that. It? Yeah, I'm. I was thirty when we met. So ten oh years ago. Oh my god! Yeah, twenty twelve. We met on a field, everyone. <laughs> we did. We met we, on a field. We met at a festival. Festival on the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Oh my god! I think yes. I was dressed as like a peacock or something. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Absolutely. That was a cracking festival as well, wasn't it? Isn't it? it? Isn't oh it my the best? god. So so what was your journey then? So you were you were barbering for celebrities and lords and yes. when you say barbering, is that is that another level from hairdressing? Oh no, just like traditional barbering. So like the cutthroat shaving, just traditional barbering skills. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I just remembered where else we went as well. Mm. We went to Royal Ascot. Yes, we yeah. That's when we probably saw the Queen last. Yes. Yeah, wow. and had a little flutter on what colour hat she wears when, in the right. morning. It's oh the best bed of the day. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. And we had a cracking week in Barbados. Yes, but I'm trying to think what year that was I as can't well. think what year that was. God, life's just one big blur, isn't it? But it was a lot of fun, but it's a bit of a blur. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. <laughs> so let's, let's roll a little bit forward then. Let's go yep. back to what, why, why did you leave the UK and go back to Australia? I left the UK because I, it's very transit for one. At one point I had loads of friends here, a lot of friends from Australia and I'd obviously built myself a a nice network of people. But eventually, you know, it is like sometimes a little bit of a vicious roundabout and you've got to decide when you want to get off, Mm. you know, and I just felt like I wasn't progressing to the next stage of my life. I had a broken heart. I was really upset and I, I just felt a bit lonely to be honest. And I just was like, I want my family. Yeah. And I never thought I'd move back to Australia. I wholeheartedly thought that this is my home. And it is. Like I'm back now and I, I feel like I'm at home. I know yeah. London better than I know Sydney. Like yeah, I just, yeah. I don't even need a map. You know, yeah. I, I do love it. So um, I went home and and it took me a bit to settle in because mm. it was, it felt like a bit of a small town. Yeah. And it was just such a big transition to come from, from London where I was traveling so much mm. and working for myself. So I spent a lot of time on holiday when I yeah. could. And I had a great lifestyle. So, but that was really the reason I went home. I yeah. felt a little bit lonely and I felt a little bit lost. Where, how old were you when you went back? 35. 35. And you say you were heartbroken. Tell me about what the heartbreak was. Yeah, I, um, I wouldn't say I made some bad decisions, but I think I've learned that love's not meant to hurt. Loving the wrong person can hurt. Yeah. And that was very much a really interesting time of my life where it was really much journey to worthy going through that pain and through that process of heartbreak I really made this one year before I left all about myself like I didn't date anyone I climbed Kilimanjaro I jumped out of a plane for Alzheimer's I just really focused on me and that came from pain you know but I I worked really hard on myself and financially I don't think I could have really afforded it but I spent every week I saw my life coach and I did that for a whole year good for you so, and that came from just being, you know, I remember when she said to me, like, you couldn't function. Like I was, I was heartbroken, like yeah. physically heartbroken. So that's where it stemmed from. And as I said, when I look back now, it really was my journey to worthy. So, mm. um, so no regrets. And then now look at me now. Absolutely. <laughs> <Married> Unbelievable. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Married twice in a quick, short space of time. Yeah. So you went back to was, what, how did it, how did it become about? Do you have to apply for the yeah. Show? How does it all work? So, I mean, some people get like approached, you know, they're in a bar and they get scouted and, you know, some people I think are they actors or they're yeah. like, you know, influencers. And I'm like, no, I'm just playing crazy. Like I made a conscious decision that I was going to apply. I watched the show when I got back and it wasn't as huge as it is now. Like yeah. it was just a shock. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it and I was quite addicted to it. And I just thought, you know what, like when I just saw somewhere that it was opening for auditions. And I just thought, what have I got to lose? And I honestly, like, I, I've always had a fabulous life. I didn't go in there to change my life. I went in there because I was like, 
where is he? Like, yeah. fuck, I've looked the whole fucking world. Like, I have, like, I can't find him. Yeah. So I was like, what have I got to lose? And did you think, you must have thought, hold on a minute, I'm a good catch for someone. I just want to find the right but man. But you know what? My like, video, I woke up on the couch at 11.45 p.m. Like, if I watch my audition tape back, I'm like, I've literally woken up on the couch. And yeah. I remember thinking, I've got 15 minutes, the midnight's cut off. And in my guard, I just was like, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. Yeah. And I did it and I literally just said that dodge. I was like, I am a catch. Like, I am I'm a catch. <laughs> I probably sound like a right wanker, but I was like, come on, I'm yeah. sign me up, next cap off the rank. Yeah. And I was just really vulnerable and I was really honest and I was like, I'm ready to love something more than myself and I'm ready and I think I'd be an awesome wife. Wow. And that was really it. And then from, from that moment, I don't know, I just knew I had it. I just knew I was getting on that show. And that was it, really, and the rest is history. So when you apply, do they then come back to you say, Jules, yes, we definitely want, or did, was it a period you it's have to a wait? Or process. A process. It's okay. months and months and months of, you know, psychiatrists and exams. And I loved that process because when, you know, not very often you sit in your life and you go, you know, you write down, oh, what are the 10 traits in someone that I really want? What are my 10 best traits about myself? And what if that person didn't have them? What does that look like? What does it feel like? So just really asking yourself and going in, like, what do I want? Like, what kind of person do I want? But as I said, I didn't write on there, like, oh, I'm the most confident woman in the world and this and that. I really was vulnerable. So, um, and that was my first part of just having an integrity through the whole process because that was always like just be myself. I know people aren't going to like me. People are going to judge me, but... You know, in life, I think you move forward, you get judged, you move back, you move yeah. right, left, yeah. you stay still, you can still be judged. So you yeah. just got to do what's right by you. And, you know, I've just, as I said, from from auditioning to the whole thing, I've just been 100% myself. And, yeah, I think amazing things happen when you're just yourself. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah. So when you, when you got the go-ahead, what was the next steps? In the actual show itself, are they, is it a real show or are they teeing you up for drama? Well, I don't, I mean, I believe that they match five people and they go, you know what, this could, they've got some longevity, like they could work. Yeah. And then there's the five that's the car crash for television, yeah. you know. Okay. I mean, with me, I, when I know on the show they said this is our highest match couple we've ever had. But we did, we only had six days notice. Like we would definitely ring in. It's like a lot of the other cast had like two months. So I didn't sleep for a week. It was like, you know, writing a speech for someone you never met, writing your vows, you know, picking your song, your clothes. Like it was <laughs> intense. Like I did not sleep for a week and like wrapping up my life. And I think that when I walked down the aisle, like in all honesty, like his best man's seven foot tall. And I reckon they dug a hole and put a rug over it and made him look even smaller because I was like, because I made a big song of dance. I was like, I want a tall guy. I'm used to having a tall man, yeah. and, you know. And anyway, I was like, my first thought was like, oh, my shit, he's so small. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but then when I got there, I mean, I think they probably wanted me to be a bit, super, you know, superficial and be yeah. like, oh, he's not for me. But yeah. the point was I was open to it. I was like, well, everything I've done in the past is clearly not right. Yeah. So let's be open. And then as soon as I got there and I saw him and, we just, our vows mirrored each other. It was like the male, female. And I just was looked at him and I just knew that he was kind. And yeah. I just was like, I'm safe. He's kind. And it felt good. Yeah. I, it wasn't love at first sight like other people would like to say it yeah. was. Or it was it was vibe at first sight. And, uh, yeah, and everyone that was there was like, this is weird. It feels like a wedding. And yeah. I look back at those photos today and it it looks like a couple that have planned their wedding for a year and got married. And uh, it really was an amazing day. So surreal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So what's the next steps then? You go up, you go up there, kiss each other. I'm gonna, we're getting married now. Then what? Then you're off straight off to a honeymoon. Like. Yeah. Then the next day we went to honeymoon and we had a week. Well, literally there. the next day. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You're with that person twenty four seven. So I always say the three months of filming is probably equivalent to I don't know a year and a half dating. Because when you first date and you're yeah, courting yeah, and you do yeah, like yeah. one date here and Fart, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. very that, intense this was. Yes, yeah. so it was really intense. But I did. Um, I went on there and, and with him, really open and really honest. And on honeymoon, like there was a, a scene that wasn't shared on TV. And I sometimes think, would my journey have been different if they did air that side of me? But I did sit there and I did cry and I told my husband about my broken heart in London and and things that I could have done better and and not that I'm not proud of it because it's my life, but I just explained all that to him because mm. that's a big part of me mm. and learning from from mis mistakes, I guess. So, and I really shared that and I said I was on there and I was open to be yeah. like, "Hey, well, this is me." Yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't not sharing any of myself and also um 
you know, as I said, they didn't air that on television and would it have been differently? And my husband says to me, like, I don't think so because you're just being vulnerable and you're being you. Yeah. So, but I've been signed with a, a book actually, Simon and Schutzer. So I'm doing a memoir, if you can believe Dodge. Mm. So I will talk about that in the book just to to open up about it, to yeah. be like, you know what, like there's no point pretending to be something you're not. So, mm. and as I said, I did go on there, warts and all. And yeah. I thought... If you're gonna, if I'm gonna marry this person and it's gonna go right, I want him to know me and everything about me. And what did you like about Cam? What I like about he what, in the moment or now? In the, no, in the moment, <laughs> in the moment for you to go. You know what? I've just married you. Yeah. I know it's not real marriage, well, but I guess it is a, in a kind yeah. of way. You don't sign a piece of paper. Yeah. That's it. I yeah. think in America you actually do sign and it's real, which is a bit, a yeah. bit crazy. Um, as I said, he, well, he made me laugh straight away. Yeah. He said, he called my dad, dad. He went, oh, thanks dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, I mean, when I watched it back, he went up to my mom and cause mom was very emotional. She was just like, this is not cool. This is not fun. Like, was she against it? Do you think? She just was worried. She worried that I was going to get hurt. Right, you know, okay. she'd seen enough heartbreaks yeah. in my life that yeah. she was like, can't deal. And also I think, you know, the judgment from the public and how nasty people can be. So she just didn't want me to be, I guess, that to, to happen. So, yeah, she was quite emotional. But I know watching the show back, he went up to her and put his arm around her and said, look, I, I'll, I'll look after her, don't worry. And I just was That's like, nice. oh, yeah, really yeah. beautiful. So as I said, as soon as I got there and as I said, he mirrored what I said. It was like our moral compass was the same yeah. and we were there for the same values. Mm. So that that meant a lot. And and on it, we just, I don't know, like, we just, we, clicked. we just clicked. We really, really did. Amazing story. Yeah. So when you finished the, when you finished the honeymoon, you went back into the show. How long was that for? It was, th uh, we married September the 20th. So it's our four year anniversary soon. And just uh, de December. So nearly three months you're there in a bubble of toxicity. <laughs> and explain to me what that was like. Because you're, you're clued up, Jules. You're sharp. You're good with people. You can yeah. read a room. You're bang on the ball. You must have known I can I can be take myself up a higher level here rather than getting caught up in he said she yes. said in the drama or whatever. Did you find that there was lots of drama in there and then you could take yourself above this? Well, we learned to do that. To be okay. honest, when you're in that bubble and producers, you're asked all the time, what do you think of her? What do you think of him? What do you think of their relationship? You can't help but get consumed. And of course, you're there to make a TV show. Yeah. So when you're talking about all this, all these people all the time, we're really in real life, you just be like, whatever, yeah. like I'm doing my bit yeah. and you do yours. But you're there to make a show. So it's really hard not to, and your opinion matters to make yeah. the show. So to take yourself out of that, it was a little bit difficult. But then we got to a point where we actually were like, let's just say we're going to leave. Like, let's just sit on that couch and say leave. Because if you both say leave, you can go. Because we just were like, this is a circus. This is yeah. not... This is not what we want to be around, like the toxicity, the nastiness, the bulliness. Like it was just horrible. And my husband broke. You know, he was in tears. I was in tears. And it just, this wasn't for us. And the show were like, you are the anchor of this show. You cannot go anywhere. <laughs> so we chose to stay. But after that lesson inside the experiment, it really brought it back to, and it shows that on the show, like we're at the dinner party and we're quite separate. And we're like, this is why we're here. Let's not worry about that. Mm. So that was a little bit of a journey to get to that point, but it was testing at times, to yeah. say the least. Did you know how big this show was going to be when you were inside the show? No, not at all. I, as I said, I didn't think past my wedding day. I didn't think about anything else that could come with it other than what I wanted and what I could offer someone else. So it really was like my wedding got leaked when I was on honeymoon because there was paparazzi hiding in the bushes. And I look back now and it's like, I didn't notice them, but now I've got a very trained eye and yeah, I can spot them miles spot, away. Okay. <laughs> so, and that leaked onto Daily Mail and I was on honeymoon and one of my girlfriends sent it to me. And rookie error, like obviously my husband and I were like, oh my God, this is, you know, I mean, he's used to that. He's an ex-professional cricketer. So yeah. he'd used to that. And I'd never had myself in something like that. Yeah. So rookie mistake, we went straight to the comments and read the comments. And it was like that first lesson of, I mean, to be judged so much by my physical appearance when I hadn't even had a chance to show who I was. Like I was like, whoa, like yeah. this is crazy. So that was, I guess, kind of good that it happened earlier on because I knew that I had to, I guess, step into my empowerment, be like, yep, it's okay and this is going to happen. And I knew it would happen, but it was very confronting to see such horrible, like hundreds of comments. And so that was like a bit of an insight to that. But from that moment, we um, really randomly, we uh, we made this silly video that actually went viral at one point. It was him and I dancing around to um, Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. Because <laughs> he was like, come on, let's shake it off. Because yeah. I was a bit like, oh, like I wasn't upset, but I was like, okay, this is, this is a new experience. Yeah. So, but no, I didn't think, yeah, and now globally, like how well that series went. And I think that because 
it was very real. You know, it wasn't like no matter what anyone can think, I promise mm. you what you saw was what you get mm. and the people, how they were. That, and I, even me watching it as a viewer, I saw things unravel that I didn't even know what was going on in mm. there. So we respected the madness of the show, which is if you have a conversation, have it together. Mm. Don't do it off camera. Don't do it by text because as a viewer, you want to see it happen. Mm. So even for me, I was like, I was hooked and I yeah. was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how was it for you when you finished the show? Tell me your world, how it changed from going into the show to coming out to the show. Yes. Walking around the streets, dealing with social media, dealing with bullies online and trolls. Tell me the whole story there. Yeah. So coming out, obviously you have like a little bit of a, a window between wrapping up. I mean, from the moment we left and Cam proposed to me on the last episode, he literally moved into my house, like my apartment, which was crazy. And then we didn't go back to filming their reunion, as they call it, till six weeks later in January. So around that time, no one really knew who we were. And it was funny on New Year's Day, we went out for like a party because we're like, this yeah. is the last time yeah. we're going to get <laughs> to do this without having people like coming up and asking for photos or, you know, trying to do something, you know, sly or whatever. Yeah. So we had a really, really good time, mm. put it that way. And and then I guess, as I said, after the first episode, we were the first wedding that was aired. And as I said, it was an explosion that you could never prepare yourself for. Like yeah. the whole country knows you. The whole country knows your name. There's, yeah, it was. Um, it it's was bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, actually, yeah. bonkers. What's twenty three million people or twenty five million people in Australia? Yes. Do you think the high majority of them know who you are? It was the most watched show in Australia. Well, that year it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... Jules, go on, girl. <laughs> Love it. You're always destined to be a star. Oh, Do you know really? that? Yeah, absolutely. When yeah. we used to hang out and stuff, I was just like, there's something about you. You're destined to be special. And Aww. for you to go and do what you've done over in that country has been phenomenal Aww, in Australia. You. And what I love is that it's the most watched one in England as well. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So how long was it after the show when you actually, you and Cam got married for real? I always explain it like we're so old school, like 1955, yeah. <laughs> because we met and we literally got married 14 months later, like again. And it was amazing. It was the most magical wedding. And why do you think why do you think you've become like a, a global superstar couple because of this? Is it because you've got married for real and had kid as well? Do you reckon? Well, we were the first mass people ever globally to get married again and, and have a baby. So like the first mass baby, I, I, I guess just proof people love love, right? Yeah. And I guess it's just proof that it can happen, mm. and it can happen to you no matter how old you are. Yeah. And tell me about Cam. How lovely is Cam? Cam is, you would love him, Dodge. Like he lights up a room. He is just the most positive. He's, I always think with Cam, he's he has so much love and kindness for everyone else. And the depth of his awareness for other people mm. is like no other. Yeah. And when he talks to you, he's talking to you. Yeah. He's an amazing, amazing human love being. Him. Can't wait to meet him. Yeah, you will. How did your social media numbers go when you came back out? Because didn't you change your Instagram from your personal one and you open up another account? I've still account? got my personal you one. You have, have you? Yeah. Okay. So that's just got my, you know, five, 600 friends Friend, on it. Yeah. Um, and then I decided a new one just because I felt like I don't want, because I just knew that it would be. They'll go back yeah, and look at old photos. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. And I, I just was like, I just start fresh. This is a new, fresh chapter. So mm. let's do that. So. Um, created that. I, had, I mean, I know how to post a photo, but yeah. I didn't know much about Instagram or yeah. that kind of like the depth of like making content and yeah. everything. So, and when I ran the blow bar in Sydney, when I got back from London, like I had the, hold on, hold on. You run the what blow bar? Yeah. What's that? Oh, it's like a blow dry bar that has where you have um, hair of makeup and cocktails while you're having your hair blow dry. Right. And you were doing that pre. Yes. Oh, we need to backtrack here. Yeah, tell me a little so bit about that. When I got back from London yeah. to Sydney, I, I knew I wanted to do something. And yeah. I obviously doing what I did here, that high-end gentleman's grooming, yeah. I wanted to try and take that to Sydney in some way because it was all really cool, trendy, like tattoo kind of barber places, nothing like elite. So I was thinking and I registered the business name and I thought maybe like a – like a squire grooming, like in a men's tailoring and yeah. there was a barber's there. So I really was hustling. I just knew I wanted to do something. And then somehow Destiny's door opened and these four male investors, like one was a builder, one was a banker, one was an electrician. And there was this beautiful space in Barangaroo, which is like Canary Wharf, but the new yeah. version in Sydney. Yeah. And it was a cocktail bar and they were just like, look, we've just bought this business. Um, we don't know how to run it, but can you make it happen for us? Yes. And I was like, okay. So I was a profit shareholder and I literally built it up with my staff and I created all the, the, um, the, like the packages in there from like, you know, the hens parties, you could get a magic man in there or yeah. you can make flower crown <laughs> making. It was really fun. Like yeah. it was an amazing, amazing time. So that was definitely my first insight to creating business. What year was that? That was when I went on the show. So 20, 
2016 to 17 I was there. 17, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm actually in the process of buying that business back. Oh, yeah. For cool. 100% owning it myself. Yes, that's yes. what we're talking about. Yes. So you come out the show and you're like, right, hold on a minute. I've got the money now. I've got the money to go back and buy that. Why make it my own, put my own stamp on it, and that's mine. Well, it's only taken till now. This yeah. is in the last couple of months this has happened. Um, they have offered it to me a few times over the last year, and I, I just said no because I had too many other things going on. But now um, I went in there a couple of Fridays ago just to pop my head in. I was up on Instagram, which is the next door, the next tower. And I popped my head in and say hi to the girls. And it was just, it wasn't busy. And it was four o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, when I was here, it was a pumping nightclub yeah. on a Friday at four o'clock. And that's when I was like, I just know what I can do here again. Mm. So, and I feel really humbled by it, knowing that I'm now coming back after all that mm. and going to buy it back, change the name and just make it absolutely amazing and better than yeah. what it was last time. And when you come out of the show, how did it feel for you? Did you find it all consuming at points? Yeah. So it's, I've, um, I discovered um, kinesiology when I got back to Australia, yeah. which is, it's a really hard thing to explain to someone if you don't know what it is, but I explain it in the way that I would say, just, just try it and then you'll know. Yeah. But with the, I wouldn't even say the person's a therapist, but they tap into your, your nervous system. And so when they're talking to you and you're lying down and the questions that they're asking, basically you can't bullshit. Like yeah. you, they can feel it in your, in your blood and your, you know, your, just your nervous system mm -hmm. of how you react to things. And so I started doing that when I first got back, which it's a, an amazing way to really find out who you are, like mm. in the depth of your core and your gut of who you are and why you react to things and be okay with whatever that is. So kinesiology for me has been a very good, just a good space for me to build that bubble around me with the exterior noise of getting consumed into that hole. Mm. Because as I said, when it's coming from everywhere and people have an opinion on you, I couldn't give a shit really when it's about how I look, but when it's my integrity of me as a person yeah. about how I've treated someone or, you know, uh, I don't know, example in hospital, having my son, the press like, Oh, me being a demanding diva wanting to stay longer. Well, and that obviously leaked from the hospital, but yeah, I did ask for that because I'm a new mom and I felt safe in there and I couldn't breastfeed. And so, you know what I mean? When it comes back and it's about you as a person, wow. like, and you know, what? I'm an emotional being and yeah. I'm not going to lie and say it doesn't affect me because that hurts when it's yeah. about me and how I treat someone. Mm. Said, call me, call me whatever about yeah. externally, could not care. Yeah. So, but no, um, kinesiology has been a really great way for me just to build that, so that little bubble around me. Um, and you know what, over time, Dodger just got used to it. Yeah. Like, and it's not something, you know, if it's really full on, like it, it can hurt, but it's just, um, it's just my little world now. <laughs> what sort of, what sort of comments would trolls make I think when you come my, out of the show? Well, I think my worst one was, um, about my son when I was pregnant, which was just a horrible, like, I hope you have a painful miscarriage. Like, yeah. What? I know. And I did a documentary with you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How did you react to that? Well, on the day I was having like a good pregnancy day. And then I remember thinking like two days later, I was having a bit of a down, yeah. down day. And I thought if I read that that day, yeah. like it would have, and that's the thing, you don't know what someone else is going through. Yeah. That's why digital intelligence in this yeah. day and age, like, you know, you've got emotional intelligence, you've got your IQ, like yeah. this should be a new word that all children especially need to learn. Digital intelligence Agreed. is how you speak to someone in real life, you do that the same on a platform. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't really get affected by it, but when I was making this documentary with Nine Honey, a channel in Australia, I just had to look down the barrel and I had to read out some, it was about anti-bullying <laughs> and I had to read out some of the things I'd had in, in my time. And I think they chose me to do it because obviously I did come across on the show as a good person yeah. and, and, and that just shows you that I can't imagine what some of the other cast, when they didn't come off that great, what they went through. Mm. So, and it just showed you. And when I read it down the barrel, I actually like, I burst into tears because mm. I had my son then and I just was like, who would do yeah. that? So, and it is, it, it is just words, but words do hurt. So I've been a really big advocate for online bullying and anywhere that I can do my part to create awareness and to make a difference. I absolutely do mm. in that department. Do you read every comment that comes in? Absolutely not. No, okay. That's the thing. When you first start, yeah. you do, yeah. and then you just learn the hard way. Okay. So it's amazing how many people in that world now do reach out to me for some advice, yeah. and that's one of the things I always say from the beginning. Just don't read comments. Stay in your lane. Be you. Yeah. Like, just don't be affected by the noise. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think it's just natural. you just got to go through it and find your way. Because you would have had a thousand great comments. It's lovely receiving all them, but that one comment yes. in that day yeah. could ruin your day, yeah. potentially. Yeah. Is there a way that you deal with that? Um, 
honestly, like now I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, maybe I've just got a bit numb to it. Yeah. Like I just don't let it bother me anymore. But mm. I did, I absolutely did, 100%. And that's why I've learned the tools now that I've got yeah. from building that inner strength, working on myself just to, it's exterior noise and it really doesn't mm. matter. And I'm, I'm, I guess, emotionally intelligent enough that it's not about me, it's about them, yeah. you know, and hurt to know, people, yeah, people, and just to know that I hope you're okay. Like my husband and I came up with this, uh, maybe we can do it at Bournemouth Sevens. Yeah. We want to have a troll festival where you have like fairy <laughs> floss and rides and all you trolls, you come along and you invite all the celebrities and you line them up and you can say whatever if you, you want, want to that face. <laughs> and if you can say it, then you're a troll yeah. and you get a prize. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I can bet you now, no one will turn up. No yeah. one will say that to anyone's face. <laughs> they won't have the fear, <laughs> wouldn't they? So when you, when you have that one comment back in the day not now you said it affected you how would you react it just consumed me you know because there were so many articles and things going out that weren't true and it just uh yeah it just consumed my mm. thoughts it consumed my thoughts so what, thinking why on earth would you write that or how dare you or did it make you angry what, no, no i think i found that hard to when it's so completely wrong about who you are yeah. that's what is upsetting but Eventually, you've just got to go, you know what, the people that know me no. know that yeah, yeah. and that's all that matters. Mm. And it really is. And I feel that having integrity the whole time through that if you just keep on doing that, eventually you rise and people go, well, yeah. you've always been consistent. Yeah. You've always been the same. You've not ever done anything like that, you know, and that takes time. And yeah. that's, and that's um, you know, grateful that I'm now there. Mm. You know? <laughs> what opportunities have come your way since leaving the program? Well, I created my shapewear line figure yeah. from going on maths. Love the name, by the way. Yeah? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So figure for women reshaping the world. Yeah. Um, because at the dinner parties, I would go like to the toilet and I have my microphone packed down my, my yeah. shapewear yeah. and I'd have to take my whole dress off, put it on the floor. So my shapewear would be like on the floor, my dress and my microphone. I'm like, I'm literally naked going to yeah. the toilet. Like yeah. this sucks. <laughs> so I was like, there must be a practical, more seamless way of making shapewear. But that idea didn't, didn't come to me until I came off the show. Can you just explain to me what shapewear means? So shapewear, you can get it lots of different styles, but it's a, it's a tool to contour and shape the body and it's a fashion, you know, that goes underneath certain dresses that okay. make dresses look better. Size 8 women love shapewear, size 24 women love mm. shapewear. So I then coming off the back, I didn't know, I just knew I was going to do something, but I didn't know what it was. And also I guess the entrepreneur in me was like, I've got all these followers, which is amazing, yeah. but having lots of likes and stuff is just means ego. Nothing. Means yeah. nothing. Agreed. So I want them to lead them to something, but I also want to make a difference in the world. Yeah. And honestly, I swear to you, Dodge, it was just like this light bulb moment. And I put together all the beautiful, like thousands of messages from women who I guess saw themselves in me, yeah. you know, and also it was very clear that they didn't feel like they were enough. They're like, I've got a body like yours. I want to dress like you. Yeah. I wish I had your confidence. And then the trolling on the other side of the body shaming and all that, I put it in a mixing pot and I was like, I'm going to make the most kick-ass pair of shapewear <laughs> that has the strongest body positivity message because all, I want all women to be confident yeah. and just to work what you got. Like mm. it is a piece of material, whatever, but it does unleash confidence for so many women. Mm. So that's where the branding came about. Mm. And it is, I'm so grateful because I do believe, you know, your, your product is the body and your brand is the soul. And so many people believe in the solar figure, which is not just about the brand, about the product. It's about me using general public as my model. Yeah. So I want all women to see themselves in reflection, to yeah. feel inspired. And they share their story from you know, just some of them are quite tragic stories, but it's using that platform for awareness for mm. like one of my ambassadors. She had uh, four stillborns and six miscarriages, you know, and I'm like four, that. Four stillborns. Yeah. My God. Yeah. And six miscarriages. So that, that, wow. that's such a, you know, like that's a courageous yeah. commitment to body love, yeah. which is why she loves shapewear. Yeah. But to me, like that to me is creating awareness. Like that happens to some women. Yeah. But then I have a few ambassadors who one's 89 and she's just fabulous. What's her name? Patty. Patty, lovely. Patty's 89. 89. 89. Wow. She is a hoot. And then the youngest is like 25. So, and they've all got an amazing story to share yeah. about their journey to worthy or who they are. So that's been a really amazing part of figure. And just there's a lot of layers to yeah. the brand. And I guess anything I do, because I do believe in that saying of credible brands start being true to who you are. Yeah. And I put a lot of myself into the brand as well. So and the messaging through the Instagram is just to work what you got, love yourself you know, turn competition into collaboration, yep. don't rip each other up, yep. be that woman, yep. you know, like when you don't have room for hate and jealousy, 
you don't give that out and then it comes absolutely. back to you. So no, and I believe that. Raising your energy and everything comes in, doesn't it? Totally. Absolutely. So that's so, gone so on to I win. Wanna, I wanna we'll go we'll go back to that. I wanna yeah. know about the 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 start of your business journey of figure. Yeah. Did you come up with the idea yourself? Did you bring people on board? Are, are there shareholders? What what has been your journey from the start to now? So as I said, like literally light bulb. Yeah. Like I was I didn't know what I was gonna do, but I was like and I just woke up and I was like, that's it, I've got it. Yeah. So I started trying to, like, I've still got the drawings now. I'm like a five-year-old drawing pictures yeah. of what I wanted. It's the best way, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> not the same. <laughs> sent them over to Asia. Yeah. And then I'd get these samples back and be like, what is this? Yeah. And then after uh, trialing and trialing, I was like, that's it. I'm going, I'm going on a tour. Yeah. And also I thought in my position, people are so quick to, to throw hate. I was yeah. like, I'm just going to document the whole thing, show why I'm there, ethical reasons, learning hands-on, like exactly how it's built, how it's made, yeah. how it's sewn. So I went there with um, now my business partner of my of my fashion label. Um, she says she's a buyer, like yeah. amazing, amazing connection to have at that time. So from the products, sourcing it all. So did this tour, found it like that, came back. I mean, I've got videos of me like standing there in not my brand, but yeah. then drawing on me like I want this here, yeah. I want that there, this is how I want it to be. The toilet thing because you don't take figure off to go to the toilet, you leave it on, which is groundbreaking and revolutionary. Like all the, the samples that I tried of that, all the different ways. And then and came this was, and this was in China. Yeah. Okay. So it was trains, planes, automobiles. Yeah, I, I went everywhere to so many different factories. How much fun? It was great. It was yeah. an amazing experience. Mm. And then when I came back here, I put every cent that I had from my deposit for a, a future house with yeah. someone. I put it all into my business. And How much did you put in? To start roughly? off, uh, two hundred thousand dollars, which is the equivalent in a pound note of oh, hundred grand yeah, sterling. Yeah. Fair play to yeah. Jules. Yeah. So that Did was, you really know from the start that you're going to make a big difference here? You saw a gap in the market. I knew my product was amazing. Yeah. I knew it was amazing. So I did it all myself, funded all myself, didn't want any investors or anything like that. Um, and then obviously launched the same month that COVID hit Australia. And I was pregnant. And I remember like I was- so this is March 2020? Yes. That's oh when I gosh, launched. So you launched then? Yeah. I did the photo shoot for the campaign in January with all my ambassadors. Yep. I had a bit of hype around that and everyone was really excited. Like the Instagram was growing even yeah. though there was nothing even to buy. And it was all leading up to, you know, when the online doors open and COVID hit. And I was pregnant. I was three months pregnant. No no one knew I was pregnant at that yep. point. But I, I was literally like on the floor, like yeah. just crying for myself, crying for the world. Yeah. I just was like, fuck, I didn't, no one knows what's going to happen yeah. here. Yeah. And then I remember seeing Bojo got it and I was like, oh my God, we're in a movie. Like yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks has got it. Yeah. And it was just a really scary time for everyone. Mm. Um, and then I just thought in that moment, okay, I can't focus on sales because there's nothing coming in. Let's focus on how I can help. So I created um, like we will figure it out, yeah. hashtag. Nice. And I got loads of um, brands to give me um, like their product. So it helped, you know, advertising them, but care packages and other women um, just tagged who they thought deserved it and what reason. So yeah. it kind of cemented the core of figure, which is women supporting women. Yeah. So and that was my way of doing it. And, I, uh, and what money I did get in with sales, I took 20 percent of it and I made like um, vouchers for like, say, you know, Sainsbury's and yeah. gave that to people who were really struggling. Lovely. That must have been tough. Yeah. Three months pregnant. Yeah. Going into lockdown, launching a business, whacked in a hundred thousand pounds sterling or 200 grand US, uh, yeah. Aussie dollars. Yeah. How was your mind in that period? Oh, I just, as I said, you just had to find a way just how I could help. And I ended up moving back to my parents, yeah. which was soul destroying. But yeah. in a way I was like, you know what? It's quite nice with my parents. I'm pregnant. It's a nice time of life that, you know, it's, it's nice to be here and looked after a little yeah. bit, I guess. Yeah. So my um, fiance at the yeah. time, um, he was the one that was like, let's do it. Let's just come back to your parents. Let's do it. And we'll find a house and we'll buy a house. And we did. So we used that COVID time to go on the circuit with everyone yeah. <laughs> trying to find a home and luckily we did but I just yeah I just focused on what I could do to help honestly didn't really make much money like in the first year I mean it was still amazing don't get me wrong from March to December I did 150k yeah and then turnover yeah and was that all online yes yeah and then forward to coming out of COVID yeah like i I don't even know the number to even tell you how quadruple plus 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 yeah. that I did, you know, when people were going out again, because yeah. people do associate figure shapewear to going out. Mm. So, um, but I just had the faith that it was going to be fine. Yeah. Like I knew it was amazing. I just had to just to hang in there. Yeah. And you've been consistent all the time. Yes. I've been watching. It's fantastic. So when the, when the uh, lockdown finished, where were you putting your brand? What was the next step for you is to put your brand 
product placement into shops yes in australia where are yeah. we doing that so i mean like say like dress for a night like dress higher places a few wedding stores um just kind of gone that way yeah. down but I've I always had this gut feeling that I'd probably get my brand in a department store in London mm. before I do in Sydney. It's just a bit big, bigger market here. So mm. um which I look forward to exploring that avenue. And is that the next step for you? Is that your ultimate goal to get it into into London, into Harvey Nicks or Harrods or yeah, somewhere I like that? I think so. I think so. Yeah. And how do you do that? Oh, a lot of hustle. Yeah. And that's why you're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I do think that would definitely be the dream. I would love to, I've had thousands of British women apply wanting to be my UK ambassadors. Yeah. So I'd love to do, you know, a national search for those women, all different ages, shapes and sizes, and um, just go down that route here with Figure. Mm. I think it would do really well. It's different to any other kind of shapewear brand. Mm. What, what, what awards have you won? Uh, so Figure, I've won a few awards actually have over you? the last couple of years. I just recently won Rising Star for an Entrepreneur. Um, like Australia, like gold. Amazing. I was like, wow. Um, well it's one like product design, innovation. It's Yeah, it's amazing actually, like how many awards it's won. And I personally, a really amazing moment has happened. So I'm being featured in the first Australian Forbes magazine, which comes out next month actually in Australia. Yes, I know. Jules. I know. I did shed a tear <laughs> over that one when they rang. Um, and they've shot it a bit like Vanity Fair and it's like the next 10 up and coming entrepreneur, like empire building yeah, it was a moment. I was like, the day I die, yeah. I'll see this in my tunnel. <laughs> You've done so well. You must feel so proud of yourself. That was, yeah. I was like, just to be recognized for all my hard work, um, it definitely was really special. Isn't it amazing how you can just come out of an idea and think, you know what, there's a gap in the market there. I'm solving a problem and yeah. I'm going to do it. That's what I love about it. You've gone, you know what I'm going to do? I put my own money on the line, 100 grand, uh, 100,000 pound. Yeah. 200,000 Australian dollars and you've gone and done it. Yeah. And that whole period, that whole journey, you'd have had lots of highs and lots of lows through that journey, I'm totally. sure. Totally. I mean, I will say when you say period, um, figure as well, we donate from every sale to Share the Dignity, which is a charity that is for women who don't have money for sanitary items and with domestic violence. So every time you purchase, you helped these women as well. So that's a big part of figure wow. is giving back. And I, I think I do give a lot to charity and donate through figure uh, on behalf because I know that from being on a platform, people instantly knew my brand. Yeah. So I kind of had a step a step ahead already. Yeah. So that's why I'm very much about giving back and and sharing my knowledge and helping other people as well along the way. Wow. And where can people find figure? Online at www.figure.com.au. And that's figure, F-I-G-U-R. F-I-G-U-R. Dot A-U. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Tell me about some other brands you've been working with since you come out of the show. Yes. So Mora Muse yes. is my fashion label, which I created and I only launched that back in April this year. So Mora in every language means fate and destiny. And Muse to me was all the women that inspired me to create it mm. and for women to, to be their own muse, just to, you know, show up for themselves. So it's inclusive again. It's size six to 24. I just saw a real gap in the market for high fashion quality made clothing mm. that goes up to size 24. I've been many sizes in my life yeah. and there is nothing worse as a woman where you go into a shop and you see something like, oh, sorry, this is our biggest size. Like yeah. you feel not included. And that's where, you know, figures very inclusive, more amuse is really inclusive. And anything that I put my stamp to, it is about self-love, positivity and inclusion for mm. all women to feel part of something. Mm. Because why should we feel left out? Like fashion doesn't stop at an age, doesn't stop at a size. So that's going really well. It's still a baby. Yep. Um, it's got some great things coming up. I'm hosting the Carnival Cruise to Melbourne Cup and more amuses the front and centre, like fashion parade on the boat. Sorry, that's a swear word, ship. I've been told <laughs> off for calling it a boat. It's a ship. It's an amazing ship. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to expanding that. Yeah. Um, for say it's still in, in early days, but it's doing really well. And tell us about your little boy, Ollie. Oliver. Oliver How Chase. How cute is he? Oh, he's a good-looking rooster, isn't he? Is, he isn't he? Yeah, until he went and split his head open on Easter. Yeah. <laughs> Five stitches. Yeah. I was like, oh, babe. <laughs> when was um, he born? September 2020, yeah. And how's that been for you, having a little one? Amazing. I got pregnant in, I was told by doctors that, you know, oh, you need to, you know, you're older and all that and freeze your eggs and just that, that not brainwash, I went, that's the wrong word, but just a little bit convinced that I was going to come with a fight. Yeah. And I just manifested and I manifested and I promise, I mean, I know that's manifestation even for everyone. Yeah. Like sometimes you have to go down the medical route, yeah. but for me, I did. I was like, January, I'm going to be pregnant, January, 2020. And I did within two months, I was pregnant. And it was really unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. had to do it about three times to go, okay, this is yeah. actually happening. So it's been, um, it's amazing. Like it's just the joy. I don't want to talk, I'll probably start crying because it's the longest I've been away from him. How long um, have you been away from him now? 
a week, a so week today. Yeah, that's off you, or is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah it You're is. Still on FaceTime with Little and yeah. Cam and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but um, oh, it's just amazing. Like I, I did give birth to my husband. Like he's the spitting image of yeah, my I husband. Saw. <laughs> When I was yeah. in hospital, actually, I had like an Instagram um, a beard and I was like, I'm a good mum. I put yeah. it on my face first. And I was like, okay, that's a good one. And then I put it on him and I was like, oh, my God, I've just given birth to my husband. Yeah, but he's got my dimple and my husband says he has my strength yeah. because even when he was learning to walk, he like wouldn't even like let us hold his hand. Yeah. He's like, nah, I'm going to learn to run. That's what he did. He ran before he walked. But no, he's beautiful. Like all the fundamental stuff, like he's a good kid, mm. eats, sleeps, all that. He's Lovely. so much fun. Lovely. Do you find that when you were getting to an age where you get into your late 30s that there was pressure to get pregnant? Yeah, absolutely I do. And that's what I, I mean, like just the noise from the doctors and that and, you know, I had all the tests done. It's like you've got a really low egg count. And so you just – and I think that's why when I met my husband even on the show the day two, I just yeah. said, look – I want to have a family. Like you just, if you don't, like, let's not continue this. Because I'd spent recently, just before going on the show and applying, I had a relationship with a man who was a little bit older. He was 52, um, gorgeous man. And after about six months in, he, he had two kids already. Yeah. And he just said to me, look, I just think you'll give me amazing mom. And I, I'm ready to be selfish again in my life. And it was it was great. You know, I didn't take it personally. I just yeah. like, it's actually really admirable that you've gone. I mean, God, life's great for him. He had a 35-year-old hanging off his arm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he gets good, you know, kept on going, yeah, but yeah. he just said, you know, I know that it's what you want. And yeah. I was like, you know, well, thank you for telling me. Like it wasn't, and, I, and also not to go, you know, some friends were like, oh, just, you know, hang in, might change his mind. I was like, no, like no. he's told me and I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. And I think when I met Cam, I was ready to say the same thing. Like if we don't want the same things, and I know it's really soon, but I do believe that I probably had that little back back noise from being told, like, mm. you know, you need to hurry up in that regard. Mm. So, but I like being a walking example of, yeah. you know what, it can tick all those boxes in life, yeah. go and have the wildest time, have the best stories to tell, and it can happen. And honestly, Dodge, for me, when women come up to me in the street and they beeline me, yeah. like, and I'm like, oh, God, do I know you? It, yeah. Do I know you? Have I met you before? Yeah. Um, you know, and they say, like, you make me believe that I'm going to find my one. I'm going to oh, get what man. I want. And, like, if I've done that in the world, that to me is just amazing. So that's always so special when that happens. That's powerful, isn't it? Women yeah. coming up to you and thanking you. Yeah. What's, it, what's that life been like when you're walking down the street in Australia? Are you literally, like, people mobbing you? No, not mobbing me. Not mobbing me. you or, or paparazzi following you. Have you had any paparazzi? Used to, used to years ago. Yeah. Like when I was pregnant, like that was hard. Yeah, and it's funny, like they're just people, but for some reason it really gets your adrenaline yeah. going. Like when they're following you on a scooter or they're like flashing and they're outside your door and like that's a lot. And when there was always like uh, things in the press that I was pregnant and I wasn't, like that would always cause a lot of like yeah. perhaps wanting to like get me in an angle or whatever. So, um yeah, that was a testing time, but I feel, I don't know, it's kind of changed a bit. Like COVID really changed that whole world of yeah. paparazzi and press because, I don't know, people just went out and yeah, about, so yeah, it kind yeah. of stopped it for a bit. But, yeah, when I was pregnant, that was quite hard. And to be honest, um, there was a time when I just, I didn't, I'd spent a bit of time inside because I knew when I went outside, all the articles would be about my body and I yeah. just wasn't emotionally strong enough to deal yeah. with that 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 noise of, you know, it's like, I'm pregnant. Fuck, yeah. give me a break. Fucking leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what sort of articles would they say about your body? Why Why your body? Is it because you're putting on weight while yes. being pregnant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So there's that kind of thing. So, and, you know, I mean, from it, I, I've just been an advocate for like just being, you know, like I am what I am. Like I did a beautiful photo shoot when I was pregnant and it was probably my sexiest photo shoot I'd ever yeah. done, which is the irony. That's pretty weird. Yeah. And then when I was postpartum about six months, I did exactly the same photo shoot in the same clothes just to be like, you know what, this is me this now. Is me, yeah. My body's completely changed, but I'm still killing it. Mm. And I've worn the same outfits from being between four different sizes of clothes. I've never changed that. It doesn't define my purpose or my potential or my happiness like I do. And that's what I really, with my brands, you know, really want that message to be clear with all women. Mm. It doesn't define that mm. like you personally do. So, and it's, you know, absolutely fine to make some health journeys and some health goals, yeah. but as long as it's not the forefront of like, oh, I can't do that until I lose weight or I can't yeah. start dating. I, can, and I feel a lot of women do that in mm. life. So do you, when you went out for walks and you knew the paparazzi were going around, did it give you the fear that they're going to take photos at the wrong angles and you weren't feeling your best at times? No, I don't think I've let it consume me in that way. I just, as I said, when I was pregnant, I just didn't go outside, to be honest. Like, I just was like... For, for what reason? Because I just couldn't deal. Like, With? I just the, the, the press, like, in that way. I just didn't go outside. 
So if you didn't go outside, how is your mental health staying stuck inside, knowing you're being suppressed to stay inside because of the paparazzi outside? Yeah, I know. It probably wasn't a good place. <laughs> Those like pregnancy hormones, the pressure of that. Um, yeah, and that's why we're trying to have a baby at the moment now. And I just know that, you know, it's like, no, well, you have to get pregnant to live and learn, but I would have a completely different pregnancy mm. as well. Just because also... It is hard, you know, when you get get there and then you've got to reach the goals and get back and it's, you know, your, your body. So I'm like just going to look after myself a little bit better this time mm. and hopefully no lockdown. Was there a time, is there one point you can go, you know what, paparazzi really pissed me off or they really pushed it over the top now? Yes. When I came out of hospital and they were on our property at home. And they'll flash. Well, you came out of hospital. Yes, yeah, so they're at the hospital and then we tried to get a detour out of a different exit of the hospital. And, oh, my husband, you sure, you would have been proud. He saw red because you had our new baby of in this course. little carrier. And I'm talking cameras flashing, like flashing. And my husband was just like, if you wake my child up, like, I was like, yeah, hubby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then they didn't actually go to press because I actually messaged someone and, I'd, and then they said, look, they're not going out because it was very clear that they were on your property and they would have got in trouble. So that was a time. Where, and as I said, like, I know it's just a person, but my heart, of like course. I got in and I was shaking. It was like just wanting to like protect this little baby. And yeah, he was sleeping. So that was the one time where I was like, that's not cool. How you dare they? Mm. They don't do that for A-listers over here, do they? Like that? Yeah, you I know, mean, God, I'm no A-lister, but I, I think not, it was I'm... just obviously the first, you know, maths baby. And it was, um, yeah, and it was yeah, very much the intrusion of privacy and just our moment of with our, with our child. Wow. And tell me about when it blew up over here. When was it when it actually really blew over in here in the UK? It was your lockdown here, your first lockdown. Okay. So um, I don't think I really remember a time, but I just remember all my friends going, yes, finally we get to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but that's been amazing. Like just Britain's just been open arms and like my Instagram is now 50-50, UK and Australia. What, what are you want? Like three quarters of a million people roughly? Yeah. A million people? Oh, following? Oh, me? Yeah, um, yeah nearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jules, I love it. Yeah. Have you watched Married at First Sight in the UK? And has anyone reached out to you? Well, I actually went down the rabbit hole last year watching it. Well, sorry, the, your first Maths UK, I went down the rabbit hole and I was obsessed. And then obviously I finished and I started like trying to search them. And so many of the cast had messaged me to go like, I've auditioned for maths and I'm, I'm applying because of you and I hope I get what you got. And it was really nice actually that they come to me and ask me for advice, like for their journey that they're about to take on. So you're over here now. You come over here. Tell me the reasons why you come over here and how long you over here for. So uh, two weeks yep. and I was brought over here with Next, the clothing brand, to do a shoot with them. Um, and then some other work with Marks and Spencer. And then I've done some work with ITV with Holly and Phil. And that was amazing. Holly loves you. Oh, Holly's she? great. I was fangirling big time. Yeah, she was fangirling you. <laughs> you text me. It's like, Dodge, I'm on in a bit. Had a look. Flo and I had a look. We're like, oh my God, Holly actually loves you. Yeah. Well done. No, they were great. Um, and I've just had like a few meetings with some channels and watch this space. This yeah. is some exciting There's things happening. There's some big happening. stuff happening, isn't there? Yeah, it's great. Is there anything, do you think you'll end up going back into TV at all? Yeah, I think so. I've got a feeling I will do. I will. A few things teed up. <laughs> so I said, watch this space. <laughs> we'll keep that up as an exclusive next time. Yes. Jules, where can people find you? So my Instagram is JulesRobinson82 and figure is figure.com.au and my label More Amuse is moreamuse.com. And I've got a few more pages, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the main one, yeah, is my Instagram, JulesRobinson82. Lovely. Jules, I've absolutely loved our conversation here. Thank you. I think you're an absolute superstar. And even years ago, I always knew you were destined for something big. Thanks. And you're actually smashing it. You're smashing it in the UK. And what I love about you is you're so humble and kind. And you've got the most amount of empathy I've ever met on a human being. Thank you. And I wish you and Cam and Oliver all the best in the future. Thank you, Dodge. Love you loads, Jules. You too. Take care. Thanks. Cheers, Jules. <laughs>